0: You are listening to WKNC. In today's episode of Connecting to Pack, I am joined by Samir Omari. Uh, Samir is a student at NC State University. Uh, he is from Afghanistan, and he recently started his uh, graduate program in international studies. Uh, we're going to try to talk about his uh, journey Um his life, rather, in Afghanistan, and um, his transition to the United States. Um, So, Samir, welcome to the studio.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Uh,
1: Well, Samir,
0: you have an interesting background. Uh, I I think um, you you lived through the fall of Afghanistan in, in, in 2021. And after a few years, um, you transition to the United States. Although I'm, I'm very interested in, in, in this transition to the United States, I would say I'm equally interested in learning more about um, living through the, the, the fall of Kabul, the uh, fall of Afghanistan, and the takeover, uh, the subsequent takeover to the Taliban. So... How about you share with me a couple of um, some some of the things that you remember uh, of that day uh, of the fall of Afghanistan?
1: Uh, well, to start to draw uh, a general image uh, with the fall of Afghan regime, with a few years of me being in a third country and now two states, for me, it's like now living in a parallel universe. Simultaneously, things are happening and, and I think I'm in different places. Like It, it was this journey it was not planned so it was like a shock for me that happened going back to the part that uh happened in afghanistan the day that uh the collapse happened the capital collapsed uh, it was a normal sunday and and i went to my office in around 10 a.m there were rumors that that the capital is gonna gonna fall and, and these things but it was near noon that, that we heard that the government, most of them, left the country, the administration and the insurgency entered the gates of the capital. and uh, That was uh, the chaotic hour. I left the office and it was traffic everywhere. The roads were closed. People were afraid. You could see the fear in the eyes of everybody, even those who were selling vegetables on the side of the streets. It was an image that it's it's difficult to forget. I... There were people like like if you, you suppose you, you, you I was kind of feeling that this is a background that is blurred edited and I couldn't see uh, some of things very clearly but I could see that I could feel I could feel the fear and the air people were scared running around everyone different direction everyone was trying to find a shelter find reach their families go to their homes and w- and with that situation with with the traffic roads blocked and and. The rumors of that they they are on the Taliban or on this side of the city, they are on this side of the road it was the, made the situation worse, and then it was me with my bag and laptop walking in a street with, with a lot of fear in the air walking toward my home, which is probably it was two hours of a walk.
0: Oh my goodness, you spent two hours trying to walk back to your home
1: yeah, exactly and in the way at at some point I found a taxi that this was empty and the road was getting it was getting better. The crowd was this there. I, I was I, I tried to rent a taxi and to to, to get me to the home. But, and the guy responded me. If you give me like two hundred dollars, I still won't be able to take you. My family they, they were scared. My daughter is calling me. I need to get to them. And he apologized and then he went to his way. So oh my, like there was no way to to um, use any sort of public transportation or anything. Everyone need, needed to walk. Some of my family members, which they were very far from home, they they had to find shelter in some of the relatives or friends which were close by them. We didn't know that a war is gonna happen, confrontation was gonna happen in the city. It was like totally chaotic situation. Anything could be expected. So, for me, since I was halfway there, I had to reach to my house.
0: Wow, and when you reached your house, what was the first thing you did? What what unfolded when you reached your house?
1: Well, we, we we were living in the second floor of a building. When, when I entered the uh, the staircase, the stair area, when I was climbing the stairs, I slowed down. I was like, I was climbing the stairs in a very slow pace. And, and I had uh, these images were, were running through my mind. And I couldn't believe that, like, I, I made it to my house. Wow. I, I was feeling like. I was reborn. I, I, I didn't kn- knew that because I had these documents in my bag that could d- definitely could threaten my life, could get me to execution. So coming to uh, making this journey of two hours and getting to much to the building, it was a big relief, like a reborn. And when I was climbed the stairs and when I arrived home, I, I saw everyone standing in the hallway and they were all shocked, pale and my little brothers and and others were were tasked to destroy the documents that you have anything that once you're dealing with the taliban it doesn't matter what what document you hold Uh if if it's even a school paper or certificate or something that could put your life into jeopardy so they were destroying the the documents that we had in our home i was a student at the american university at that time and uh, that, that american university was a big target and I saw they they, they, were, they started to put my documents into the water and 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 destroy them tearing wow. tearing them was not an option to if if we could tear the documents and put them in a the garbage, it still it could it could could make suspicions, so they had to soak them in the water and destroy <laughs> them <laughs> oh my. i couldn't believe this scene that they, they they had maybe they had more time than me to talk about talk about this. They were in the home they so they came with this idea. That so-called the documents and destroyed them so it, it they did not be recognized as, as as documents. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so that was the depth of the situation, how how scary it was for the family. Wow! But even though
0: the, these documents have been destroyed, these documents belonging to the American University of Afghanistan, you said,
1: belong to me, belong to my so- classes, my. It, it it syllabus certificates oh. uh, yeah these were the normal documents the school documents certificates from the programs that i attended in the embassies in afghanistan social services that i've done certificates from the volunteer work that i've done for education for orphanages for women empowerment oh. these were all these documents and and some of the photos that i had with international staff of the university or the places that i worked that the trips that i made these all these documents uh, were there that they were destroying because we, we we could expect a house search at any moment when, once the capital collapsed wow so you were
0: literally deleting a, 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 an integral um a, a, a record that is part you're literally deleting a part of your life like something that sort of defined your experience uh for a couple of years I mean, that must have been hard to, 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 to go through that, right? I mean, what was—obviously, um, you guys were at a state of chaos, but once things—once um, they, were, they were, like, destroyed, these documents, what was—how did you feel about that?
1: Well, the documents that you had to destroy were the documents that represented the good part of my life. Yeah. The the part that I was proud, the part that my parents were proud when we had a guest over from somewhere in our place, my my father would proudly say that, this is my son. He he have uh, this uh, he has this scholarship. he's he studying at this good university and, and these are his achievements. But at do, at that day, those were exactly the documents that we had to destroy. That was that good portion of my life, my brother's life, my my father, the achievements that he had. All of those things that we were proud all of those things that the 20 years of democracy provided for us, uh, the, the sufferings that Afghans went through to achieve those those developments, those were exactly the, the era of our life, the achievements that we had to destroy. And it was as, paceful, as, as, as painful as, as one could imagine. Wow. And some of these documents, we needed them because if we wanted to get out of this chaotic situation at some point to to an evacuation or, or to get out of the country to prove to someone that I've been involved in this or even just for, for ourselves to some t- in, in a 10 years to look at them and see that I was part of this and po- part of this but what we had no choice to, to keep them. Wow. I had to destroy my university ID card and with that I was at the risk of not getting identified as a student of the university when I wanted to at some point when I wanted to be identified. Unrecognized, or but uh, I couldn't keep them.
0: Wow, and so after after all of this, after all destroying all of these documents and sort of making yourself more, uh, making it hard for people to to trace your record. What what happened next? Did you still did you stay in Afghanistan? How if not? When when did you leave Afghanistan?
1: Well, <clears throat> things unfolded very fast. The the country collapsed. It was not predicted. Like I told you, we, we went it was a normal day. I dressed up and I went to office. So things uh, unfolded very fast. The evacuation started. There was a big chaotic situation around the airport, Kabul airport. The news spread it that uh, there are evacuations and the planes are coming and they are taking whoever is there. Afghans they, they were tired of the, the the decades of war and then like nearly all, anyone wanted to take the opportunity to get out of the country yeah and people from around the country they, they just rushed toward the airport it was like a scene of the movies the the videos and the photos that we saw that thousands of people were around the airport the gates were locked and the doors there were a few doors and there were like a thousand thousands of people they camped around the airport. They were living there. They, they they, were with the family, with the kids. It was very crowded. Many people lost their life in the crowd. Ugh. So even though I, I had the chance to get evacuated, I was enlisted, but I couldn't go to the airport because the routes were a risk. Being around the airport was a risk. And unfortunately, a really huge explosion happened that, that had many casualties, uh, some... U.S. Marines and, and uh, probably hundreds of Afghans who were trying to flee and, and save their life. So leaving the country at that that point was not an option for me. I couldn't find it in myself to, to go and spend weeks uh, on, the, on that situation around the airport to, to get into the evacuation. So the only option that I had was me and my family to stay in hiding.
0: Wow. And you stayed in hiding in your in your house or did you have to find a different spot to uh, um to, i guess that, that that would be considered more uh, that would be considered safer uh
1: definitely we, we had to find uh, another house we we found another place that uh, a friend of a friend of uh, my parents had and we we moved there temporarily but we ended up staying there for nearly 3 months 3 months yeah
0: and what was going through your head at that time and uh, your your i guess what was going how did you guys survive those those 3 months i mean it must have been more chaotic right after the fall
1: well we had to arrest whatever that could be traced to us to recognize as our involvement with, with even if it was not political or if it was not related to the security any involvement with education with the afghan government with the with my university with Anything that could be uh, and there were many of that those were, were red flags for Taliban. so we need to get rid of the any connection, anything that could trace to us that could trace us to th- those involvements and we were living in in uh, with the minim- minimums and we were our movements were at the minimum level. We were only leaving <coughs> house for getting essential essentials or, or groceries. And uh, we had spare phones, a phone that the guy, who, the one who's leaving the house could carry only that phone. <clears throat> that phone didn't have a record or, or the number saved or photos that, that could end- endanger the person. Wow. So we had to take turns leaving the house and then uh, manage there.
0: And for three months, you guys had to do that. You couldn't deviate from any of these steps uh, of like taking turns or like uh, minimizing your ability to leave the house or you had to stick to that routine.
1: Exactly. <coughs> I'm sorry, I hope you could. <laughs> uh, leaving the house, uh, it, it was a, a danger that we could not take. Mm-hmm. For example, in any p- other part of the world, if if you have done something that you you are gonna need, they're gonna uh, put you in a stand for that. You might have a chance to defend yourself, but that's not gonna happen in Taliban's court. Yeah. So once you ended up uh, with them, once they cut you, it doesn't matter what you have done, as long as you can, as they can label you with with the smallest thing, then then probably you will face execution.
0: Oh my God.
1: The, the one one of the main factors, the spirit that the, the fighters they had it was revenge because because of the attacks that happened in their villages and their places by the nato and, and afghan military they lost their family members and the revenge was a huge factor and they blinded the fighters they they didn't care if if this, this person deserved execution or not they 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 were just executing people they were taking revenge for the family members that they lost wow
0: and I'm sure you guys were obviously you were at a state of uncertainty. You were very scared, uh, but how did you how did you manage to leave? How did you manage to evacuate?
1: Uh, well, our evacuation was uh, a, a really complicated and discreet process, uh, as as we could not take part and, and answer or follow the instructions from the calls that we were receiving because the contact list of the students of American University were released and we we received the news that an email came that said that the Taliban are posing as an evacuation group and they are calling the American University students and they giving them (coughs) instruction for a location for evacuation and when a student follows the instruction they are going to face a a house or a safe house of Taliban where the students are going to be arrested. So the process that, that we were involved that we, that we got part of it was an evacuation that were very discreetly and by, by a really big group it was planned and I think for me it was near the more early morning that I received a call uh from a US number which were part of the evacuation group and they told me that there is this opportunity if you want to be part of it. I'll I'll need to uh, escape most of the details of the sport but mm-hmm. uh since uh, they could prove the credibility and and I agreed to follow with them with instructions and that was that was how how that group managed to get us out of the country with the support of Qatar government we had we could enter the airport and leave the country it was actually the second attempt. The, sec- the first attempt was a, a failed attempt that we couldn't get into the airport. A chaotic day as well, but the second attempt with the involvement of uh, a group of organizations, individuals and countries, uh, it made it possible for, for a group of us which, were, which we were 100, I think, 110, we could, uh, we, we could, left, we could leave the country wow. after three months.
0: And with, with this group that you were part of, how many of these people did
1: you know? Uh, actually, a good number of them, because they were all students of the American University of Afghanistan. Yeah. I had my, my, some of my best friends, uh, probably around 20 people that, that I knew, and that was a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, wh- where did
0: you guys go after you left Afghanistan? What was the next destination?
1: Uh, we landed in uh, Qatar. The, the the first initial call that I received that I talked about, uh-huh. they gave us the roadmap that you will end up in Kurdistan region of Iraq. Yeah. So if you agree to this evacuation, if you want to part of it, you're gonna be transferred to evacuated to Qatar and then to Kurdistan region of Iraq. So we had our first flight to Qatar, and after I think three weeks we flew to Kurdistan region of Iraq there was a university american university there that they they could host us so that's where we ended up
0: mm. and uh what was that like was there a set plan was there i guess um a rough sketch of what you guys were supposed to do for the next i don't know how many weeks
1: months or years you guys were planning to stay there what was what was that like uh, well, as, as chaotic as the process of relocation and evacuation uh, was, and uh, for us it was also uncertain, uh, uncertain and it was unclear that how long it's going to take, or even if it would be possible for us to get relocated to somewhere. The university at in Kurdistan was the only place that accepted to host our group, no other country. Oh. And uh, at that time we only knew that we have a place to stay and it was not clear for how long and where we will end up. If if we could predict at that time, we could say we we are going to end up, we are going to be here for five years or or probably less than that, but we didn't have uh, uh, the slightest image of what's going to happen and what's going to be in store for us in the long term.
0: Wow. So there must have been, other than the fact that uh, you guys were in a state of uncertainty, I mean, it must have been hard to try to navigate, um, I mean, the courage society, oh, I mean, there must have been also, like, I guess, a language barrier, right? I mean, how did you guys deal with that for the time you guys spent there?
1: For sure, there were struggles being uprooted from your home in the matter of days. Uh, it, was, it was a big struggle, landing a new country. Fortunately, there were cultural simila- similarities, in the region and also the language was a barrier but after a while we could since there there were also similarities in language as well we could find ways to communicate mm-hmm. but th- that was not the, the biggest problem that we were facing at that time yeah we managed the 110 of us managed to leave the countries but the country but we had our families there, right. our our siblings our parents like for most of us it was the case they were there and they were being hunted they were being some of the houses of the students, they got raided by the Talibans and they were asking for the students because uh, when the Taliban took over, they announced that the American university students of Afghanistan are the wolves in the cloth of sheep that, that were educated by the Americans. So they they announced the students as a big target and the houses were, go- were getting raided. So for us, uh, the biggest challenge was biggest the the biggest issue was that our families we were worried that for them we, we keep talking to them we keep checking to them but <coughs> at some point we were only checking if if they are online and social media if their social media account is active that oh. after hour or two I, I will I'll keep checking my family members phones uh, with social media status to see if I could see that they were active 10 minutes ago then I could I feel slightly relieved, but that that was how how we were coping with the situation.
0: Oh my God, how did you even manage to focus on your studies i mean it must have been hard to try to i mean to focus on the future whilst at the same time you know not knowing what is happening on the other side, what's happening what your family's going through and what's happening with your loved ones in in Afghanistan. I mean, how, how'd you even try to maintain a balance?
1: We definitely had uh, a lot on our plate as part of our requirement of our stay in that university and that region was that we had to keep an active student status. Yeah. So I was involved, uh, I was enrolled in a master's program as well The other uh, students. So we had to attend to our classes, uh, manage this shock and depression and uh, stress that that we we had from all the things that happened happened and also the stress of our family and and the b- the biggest pain of losing the country our home, the things that we worked hard for for the past two decades the losing yeah. losing of them we were we were dealing with that pain it was definitely a critical situation and we all were trying to. Uh, be strong and, and don't bring it to our face and be grateful for the opportunity that we received and we got relocated yeah but it was never easy to to forget or, or to get our focus out of Afghanistan out of what's what has happened there and what's happening millions of people are and they are getting hunted people are getting executed people are losing their jobs can't go to the school and uh, they don't have food to put on their table Definitely a time that most of us went through a lot of pain and stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really
0: sorry to hear that. Um, it, it must have been really. I can't even imagine how it must have been like to go through that for for more than I guess you know, since since the fall of, of Afghanistan. Um, how did uh, what happened next after Kurdistan? I mean, how did you manage to? Get to the U.S. Uh, that's <laughs> I can't imagine how that must have
1: been like. Well, unfortunately, the the evacuation process, the relocations for for uh, Afghan refugees and those whose life were endangered, it was it was really not a productive stage. Uh, it was not a productive process. Um, there are thousands of people still. They. They, they are left alone in, in Pakistan or neighboring countries. We also, as part of that group, we were in an uncertain situation, but uh, luckily we had support of some groups, so those who uh, so helped us with, our, with the evacuation. Most of us, because of being students at the American University or the other involvements, we were eligible for evacuation programs for United States. But yeah. these programs had a time frame of from three to five to seven to ten years of process before you could get relocated to States. And uh, we, when we arrived after a few months, uh, we tried to start the process after some advocation and, and reaching out, We m- the process uh, started, but it took less than two years for us to get our appro- approvals, some of us actually. Wow. And, uh, We got the approval and in in different groups we got relocated to states after we passed the whole process of immigration there in the third country. And unfortunately there are still a a number of our friends that are in Kurdistan, Iraq, still waiting for their case to get processed and get relocated to states. Oh my god.
0: And um, at that time when you started applying and you started going through that process, you had no idea when you were going to receive approval, if, that is, you were going to receive an approval. What Did you have a plan B in mind uh, at that, that time?
1: Uh, in the status that we had and in the region that we were, unfortunately, we didn't have the possibility for, for a plan B. Wow. All, all all our hopes were for this uh, immigration to states and we reached out to UNHCR and they also, they only had us in place for this, uh, for states immigration, not any other country. There was no other country that could uh, accept this number of students, uh, more than a hundred students. Mm-hmm. So uh, now that we relocated, we got here, we, most of us, we call this process that we we came to a state through a golden ticket <laughs> though it took us two years but comparing to the other immigrants other afghans who were displaced and and they were uh, they were uh, and uh, they are struggling in another third and wo- a third country we came though it took two years though it was uh, we we faced many uncertainties many difficulties we had to reach out to the media to the uh, senate members whoever we could get in touch and on people to advocate for us uh, but it was a difficult it was a long uh, process but we call it a golden ticket
0: wow did you did you find more peace when you transition here to the united states was it less was it less stressful your stay here or how would you describe it so far
1: uh, well i I don't want to sound uh, ungrateful for for what I have it uh, definitely is uh, a relief and, and a good opportunity to, to get relocated to the states and that I got enrolled at the NCA state a prestige university but uh, i I never got disconnected from afghanistan mm-hmm. i i my some part of me never left uh, the country as as i mentioned i i think like sometimes i think that i i live in a parallel universe sometimes i think i still live in afghanistan i have my job i have my volunteer projects there are the orphanages that i (coughs) could take them to these mini camps trips to the gardens and everywhere plan hikings with them and at the same time i have uh i have to make a living in here i need to attend the school it definitely was a blessing but uh I still am connected to the country, to my home and, and the people that, that suffer are suffering there. The immigrants that are now getting deported from Iran and Pakistan, though the countries know that they are facing execution, some my some part of my body, my mind is still with them with the country, with the struggles that the people face in there. I, I never got disconnected from from the sufferings and the situation that is happening in Afghanistan.
0: Wow. This is beautiful. I I, I just hope that, uh, you know, you'd be able to, um, I guess, I hope that all your loved ones would find more peace and and, and they would find a better environment than what they're uh, experiencing right now. Um, uh, Now that we're approaching the end of our conversation, Samir, um, I wanted to ask, is is your family okay right now? Uh, Have you been in contact with them? Are they still... Afghanistan or did they leave Afghanistan uh,
1: fortunately my parents could uh, leave the country after probably eight months uh-huh. in uh, after the collapse of the country and they were in Europe they after a few uh, I think two years in Pakistan they managed to uh, go to Europe they are there they are safe fortunately but most of my relatives are still in the country and the it it's a relief that my parents and siblings are safe, but, uh, as I said, there are other Afghans and relatives that are in the country, that I could never get disconnected from them, and I always pain what what I feel. I always feel what they are going through.
0: Wow, well, it, it's, I know it's really hard, Samir, and I, and I, and I admire your strength and your patience, and I admire. Strengthen the patience of all your loved ones and relatives that are um, staying in Afghanistan, and those uh, and other Afghans who are, who, have, who have to endure the current situation. Um, thank you so much for sharing this with me, Samir, and for being so brave to uh, go through the details of, of your previous situation. I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation. So I want to re- I want to thank you for joining me.
1: Me too. It was great talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you
0: music that you listen to today is called Koi Discovery final event by Independent Music Licensing Collective